Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. So, all right. So, welcome to a new, welcome to another episode of the Club. I'm your host, White Out. It's Pandora. I'm Sai. And uh, today we're doing uh, missing 401 cases. And uh, if, as you can tell, maybe uh, we're doing this through Zoom because the pandemic's still going. Uh, for many of you listeners, uh, kind of wonder what's going on. I mean, it's still Hoffman is somewhere out there in the middle of the woods yes. trying to do some research and deep diving on some investigation as he does um so he's out there somewhere we don't know where he's at yeah, he's out know. there <laughs> he won't even tell us he won't even tell us about it and we hope he doesn't go missing <laughs> oh shit yeah he's, um, gathering information. as i mean he's he's an outside guy man but uh Speaking of missing, uh, our first case here, Carl Herbert Landers. Landers was a, uh, you know, one could say he was a hobbyist of, you know, of running. He was definitely someone who liked the outdoors. Uh, it's a really fit guy, right? Like, yes. He's like he ran every day. Fit guy. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, here, here's one of the things, though. I mean, as we progress uh, with the story, his two buddies that he went uh, to uh, this uh, this mountain, Shasta, he was described as a hobbyist of running and walking. And the thing with that is that he, uh, they described him as a person who really wasn't athletic. You know, he wasn't the athletic type of guy. Uh, which is one of those things where it, I think for these type of climbs, you kind of need to be pretty close to being like really athletic, I would think, because he set this goal to wanting to climb the highest peak in every county in California. Yeah. Um, now, as you guys read, this kind of started it with Carl's dream coming true of winning the race lottery for the Boston Marathon. Uh, and, and he finished that pretty well with a five and a half hour. Um, I, I mean, I'm not a very, I'm not a runner, you know? I don't, I don't run. That's why I don't go to the woods. If I can't, <laughs> yeah, if I'm being chased by something more wild, I'm not going to go in there. Uh, but I mean, like, here, here's this guy, you know? That's a pretty good time because I know like what, about two, two and a half hours is like a half marathon. Right. So a full marathon, I mean, obviously like the endurance. The endurance, I mean, yeah. To do it in five the, hours, the five and a half hours, like that's pretty good. Yeah. For, especially for an old dude. Yeah, especially for for his age. <laughs> I mean, he was 69 yeah. years old. I mean, that's shit. Most of us wish that at that age would be that shit. Most of us wish that we were there now. now. <laughs> for real. You know? He, he um, was running for 30 years, man, like that. He's a runner, yeah. Yeah, he loved running. He loved being in the outdoors. And I yeah. Guess when, when he, I guess when he got older, he wanted to, he had like a bucket list, right? 
Oh, yeah, of course. He, I mean, he had this bucket list that he wanted to knock out. Now, in May of 1999, Carl uh, headed out to Mountain Sh- uh, Shasta. Shasta. And he, tr- he tried to conquer it and, prior to this. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is he slid down and wasn't able to do it. And so here comes this new opportunity with his friends, uh, with his friend Barry and Milt. And, you know, they had, he had this opportunity to go with them and to, you know, try to conquer it. And I think this opportunity was like redemption for him. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got, you have a guy who, who is, you know, 69 years old, uh, try to make this big climb. And so, you know, he went with his buddy, uh, Barry and Milt and uh, Barry was more athletic. You know, he belonged to a running club, I believe. They all that's kind of where they all yeah. met, they all, right? They all met, right? Yeah, they exactly. Uh, but I think Barry and Milk consider themselves more athletic, you know, compared to compared to a uh, Carl. And so, you know, it was. I think it was important for them to understand the the limitations that each one had. I mean, because. Uh, this is no joke, right? I mean, you're climbing a mountain. They're a little younger than him, too. They're a little younger. Right. Uh, And so, you know, you want to be in a top shape, especially for for the climb that they're going for, right? And so they had, you know, they had this this mission, right, to knock out this goal, especially more for Carl. I think Carl really wanted to uh, conquer uh, this, this climb. And so the men stayed at a motel room in Mount Shasta City uh, before they started their climb. Uh, Mm -hmm. And now this area, this summit, right, is a big summit. Now there's hundreds of people who try to attempt this summit every year. Now there, it's, it's, it's a place that's not like, you know, that it's not going to have many people. It is going to have many people because. Is something that is a it's a place that it attracts visitation and people to come and climb, and so you know, I mean, you have dozens of teams of people of groups trying to make this attempt, and what ends up happening is you know they head out and try to do this climb. Now these guys belong to the Sierra Club, right? I guess they, those this was. Uh, they had a cabin in this place called Horse Camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Carl was taking, I, I'm not familiar with this uh, pill, Dymox. Yeah. It's for altitude. Altitude Sign- sickness. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so he was taking this because he had that issue of like altitude uh, sickness. And so that was something that, you know, he was watching out for. But on top of that, Carl was suffering from diarrhea he had some diarrhea and you know he was going to the restroom you know uh, the day of the climb you know he was not feeling a hundred percent and you know they decided these guys on the way up they decided to go to a location called 50 50 and which is approximately 600 feet below lake helen now this is a big stop for a lot of climbers this is like the rest stop right yeah. This it's is a where, camping ground. It's just like a flat area. Right. This is the camping ground. Exactly. Like Pandora said, it's a camping ground. And so it was normal for a lot of people to kind of like stop there and camp. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 
it was at this point that the weather starts to change. All of a sudden, there's like winds. It's like snowing and shit. They're watching that there's climbers, you know, heading back down the mountain. And, you know, these guys decide to bunker down and wait it out for a bit, right? And so what ends up happening is, you know, I believe it's like a couple of, what is it, a couple of minutes or so? Uh, actually, no, a few hours and ends up going away. And they decide to, you know, kind of like, all right, let's go. Um, but what, uh, what, what ends up happening is that Milton, right, Milton, kind of thinks that, he, you know, that they're all thinking, we're not going to be able to go. We're not going to be able to climb it. Because they just have this feeling. It just seems like nothing's right. You know what I mean? Not the right conditions. Not, not the right conditions. You know, they want to do it, but they're thinking, ah, it's not going to happen. You know, they're thinking in the back of their mind, you know, it's going to be one of those things where they really want to do it, but it's just not going to happen. Because that's what people do, right? Like, they'll stay in the area and then kind of, like, wait for the right light and mm-hmm. weather conditions. Because yes. it's going to be a long couple hours. Right. It's pretty much a whole day, if not two, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, two or three hours for us to get up there. And then and then you have to, you know, take in the time to get back down. I'm like, uh-huh. like you have to be like you know it's almost you're not gambling but you have to ensure that the timing's right you got the time the weather's right you got the equipment you got the expertise man you're not you're not messing around right, right. all those things have to line up yeah and so you know and, and and you know they're thinking you know they'll hike a quarter mile to lake helen and again they're going through this process of shit whether we're going to do it or not now um Barry and Milk starts, they start putting the tent away and they notice this Carl's acting strange. They see Carl kind of staring out, you know, standing there and just staring out into the wilderness. And they're like, you know, what's going on with this dude? You know, they're thinking um, maybe he's not feeling 100%. Uh, and then Barry and Mel decide, they tell Carl, he's like, hey, man, we'll, we'll put the tent away. You know, you, you start walking uh, towards uh, uh, Lake Helen and we'll catch up to you. We're just going to put this stuff away and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up to you here in a bit. And so, you know, they let him go. And that's weird. Yeah, yeah very, yeah. You think, you know, you would think that... Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah. It was like, hey, he's not feeling 100%. You know this. Right. And there he goes by himself off for the first, like, the first one to go. Right. And they let him go, and 30 minutes pass Mm -hmm. before they start going towards him or, you know, uh, towards him to catch up to him. What ends up happening is that Barry doesn't, all of a sudden, he's not feeling good. Barry then decides, I'm going back down. Milt decides, well, shit, let me catch up to uh, Carl. Fuck, man, we just let him go. And so he leaves the bags. His bag and, um, and Carl's bag is still, is still in the same location. Yeah, that was what I didn't get to because I was like, were they planning to leave? Right. And so they left all their stuff. Yeah, kind exactly. Like, let me go scope it out and then come back. Or? Right. That was weird, too. Yes, it, it doesn't make sense. You're letting... Um, you're letting your friend 
go ahead of you 30 minutes. He's the oldest one. He's not feeling well. And then you leave all your shit there. Like the, the plan itself is not really organized, I guess. If they were there to truly climb, right. things would be a little bit more rigid in, in what they had planned. At this time, we're going to start walking together. If it's crazy out there, then we get back. But suddenly they split up. Which is like yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a very bad For thing sure. because you have Milt standing there, uh, Barry heading down, Carl heading up. And now you have to... They all separated. They all separated. Which is like rule number one. Don't and, separate. And not just that. Now you have to catch up to Carl, who's about 30 minutes ahead of you. Mm -hmm. um, Barry, at this point, by the time he reaches down, he's going to be more than an hour ahead of them uh, going back down. And so, you know, Mel's like, oh, shit, boy, let me catch up to him. He heads over there, reaches to, uh, I believe, was the uh, uh, Lake Helen area. And, you know, he's looking around. He doesn't see, uh, he he doesn't see Carl anywhere. So he asked one of the rangers that was there if he had seen anybody uh, that would fit, that would fit Carl's description. Or anybody at all, right? Right. He's like, hey, have you seen anybody um, heading over here? And they were like, no, you know. No, nobody that really fit his description. There was one guy that was already heading out more north. And so Mel tries to catch up to him, but he noticed that the guy is moving pretty fast. So kind of too fast for Carl. Carl wasn't moving that fast because Carl was sick. So there was no way that this guy was Carl. So he, you know, stops and says, nah, it's not that guy. So he heads back. He finds another or ranger and asks them, you know, hey, have you seen a guy that looks about this description, kind of casual, uh, that would fit Carl, Carl's uh, description? No. He's like, shit, man. So then he heads back to the 50-50 area. Now, Mel heads back there. He sees that the bags, his, their two bags, his and Carl's, are still there. And there's another group that's there. And he's thinking, shit, man, no, he's not here. The bags are still here. Where the fuck did he go? Now, what ends up happening is Milt stays there for another hour waiting for Carl and hoping that Carl will double back, but nothing. So it's at this point that he heads back to Barry and he's thinking, well, maybe he had gone back down to Barry, left his bag because he wasn't feeling good and just didn't pick it up. So he yeah, heads yeah. back down to Barry and, you know, it turns out that he wasn't there with Barry. And that's when they contacted uh, the sheriff's office. Like, hey, we're missing a friend. You know, we got we got to look for him. He wasn't feeling good. And so the search begins the following morning for uh, for Carl. Now, they call his wife, Carl's wife. Now, Carl's wife believed that something was was going to happen to Carl. Like he was in trouble or he was acting funny, right? Right. I, that's all we have. Like that's, that's all we have is, uh, and so his wife had a feeling that something was going to happen to Carl. Just like a premonition. Like a premonition type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, which is like, you know, crazy that she felt this way. Um, you know, she had this, you know, this feeling of something bad happening to him. And so, you know, uh, Moon stated that there really wasn't anywhere for Carl to go because exactly. there's nowhere for him to hide, really. No, and it's pretty it, open. 
Yeah, if you look at the area, it's just like flat, like a flat dirt field. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's what they were saying. It was like, there really isn't anywhere to hide. I mean, unless he dug a hole or he fell into a hole. <laughs> like, it's like it swallowed him or up. Age. You know, right. like a gap, like some, you know, a hole. Yeah, that's basically that's what it is because they're saying the topography of the mm -hmm. land was where it's not, you can you couldn't hide a body because there's a lot of people there to see it in the first place. Right. There's not enough coverage. Everything's pretty open. Yeah. And well, he was, saying he was this... walking towards like Lake Kellen, right? Right. Or whatever that was. Like, it's like a 650 foot distance. Mm -hmm. And in between that, there's nothing really like foliage right. trees or anything there's nothing for uh, like yeah like i mean like that's like, less than a mile and if he was 30 minutes ahead well not just that if he's 30 minutes ahead i mean you're probably not going that fast like he's i mean not able, he's yeah. walking slow he's not feeling good you should be able to see him there's nowhere for him to cover not just this there's snow so it's a bit white out out there so carl would have stuck out um even if he went ahead and headed north he would have stuck out because of what of what he's wearing. If everything is kind of like white, then there's a good chance uh, he's gonna stick out with what he's wearing because he was wearing about two to three layers of clothing. Uh, he wore a rust-colored uh, coat and his ski stuff. I mean, he was also carrying his equipment, uh, and so you know it was very strange. And so, of course, you know, search and rescue comes in, you know, they do their thing. Uh, National Guard, a helicopter was put out, professional climbers. Uh, now, Grizz, Grizz Adams is the coordinator who assisted for the search and rescue. Uh, he has quite the experience. Um, now he's leading this big team and, you know, he's having all these people trying to track Carl. Now, one of the things that they were looking for is trying to pick up a scent with dogs. They're looking for uh, any signs of Carl, of his clothing. They're looking for his equipment, any kind of tracks. Big problem is they're not able to find any of these things in and around the mountain. Uh, so and, a huge and, problem. Yeah, it is too. But and we're only going based on what his buddies told. Right you know, the, the, uh, the researchers, right? The investigators. That's true, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's nothing official. They're just going based off of the narrative, like this is what we were doing. And we let Carl go in in front of us for 30 minutes, bro. I mean, like, come on. Well, here's the thing, guys. You gotta you got remember, it's like, there's over a hundred people on this mountain. Mm -hmm. Yes. But does anybody recall seeing him? Besides he, the no one recalls nobody. seeing him. Nobody, nobody remembers him. And here's the thing, as people are passing by, I mean, how many people can you recall yeah. in any public place that you can pick out? You know what I mean? Unless they had a very distinctive face or look. Or just wearing something crazy that you would yeah. remember. Yeah, like if there was a, 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 a sea of people, right, dressed oh. in mountain climbing gear, yeah. and a lot of it's so generic, it's the same thing. Unless you're wearing a fucking clown outfit you're not really gonna stick out and here's another thing too is you have to register to go in you have to pay that 25 dollar summit yeah the right summit yes and they have three three and so though we can assume he was there just based on the registration but did they ever um they didn't i didn't think they went deep enough into the investigation like did the person at the registration see him 
you know, like who else on besides his buddies? Yeah. Right. That's like, true because you don't even know, like, did he purchase the Summit Pass or was it Was like, it even there at all? Yeah. Did they purchase it for him? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I would think that at the registration box, there would be a camera that they can oh, go into. Now, here's the problem. He, like, he, major problem. Mm-hmm. We don't know if they even looked into if he was really there. Like they never suspected they foul play. That could solve a lot of questions. And and I think this is, uh, yeah, uh, and here's, here's the thing. There, this is one of the things we always run into in these missing 401 cases is that we always assume that he would, the, the individual was there, if it's an older person, that, that that person was there and that he went missing there at that location. Now, we don't know that for a fact. We're taking their friends or family members into word that that's exactly what happened, that they were on a hike and they went up this mountain or whatever and they went missing on the mountain. And yeah. prior to that, they've could have been something could have happened prior to the mountain, prior yes, to going yes. into the park, right? Yes. I mean, they stayed in a hotel. I mean, I heard stories like maybe he was leaving or um, living a double life, right? Just like took off, or they were trying to harm him. And so, but why? I, there was no I, that one. I'm not sure if they're trying to harm him because there's really no information for me to lead me to that right i mean it would at this point it would be speculation that he was harmed at the hotel or on the way there or prior to the hotel but here's the thing i mean you would if let's say for entertainment purposes speculatory theoretically if they did kill him at the hotel or some kind of altercation happened at the hotel that would have problems with security cams people that were at the front desk that would recognize him you know so that's problem one problem two you would have to prior to that or in in, inclusive with that that would mean that they would still have to check them at the mountain on the ticket box uh just to say hey look we were there you know, here's this exactly. person, here's three of us. Because alibi. then, alibi, yeah, because then if there's cameras, you have to show that there is a third person there. You know what I mean? I don't know what, what their procedure or protocol for that would be, uh, true. but I would assume that if this was an, a theory, if this is something that could occur, you would have to have somebody do recon work to be like, oh yeah, you know, we could send one person to purchase the three tickets and only two people go in, two people come out and we say that there was a third person there, but the third person was never really there. Um, uh-huh. So, you yeah. know, that's, that's like another thing. Because again, these national parks don't really keep track of, like there's no way for them to go, oh, you're going in, here's a bracelet. We gotta put a oh. bracelet over the three people. You know what I mean? Or like a log book where you a sign in. A log book where you sign in. <laughs> or you like know the what, system. Like you right. put the money in, you sign yourself in, and you and Exactly, dude. Which here's what crazy. Here's here's the crazy part. David Politis always talks about this, how their national parks do not keep track of people coming in and out of the mountain. 
and you have more security going into a fucking picking pool <laughs> than going into a fucking national uh, park. Where you think it would be warranted because of the danger, right? Right. At a picking pool, when you go in, you have to sign in. You have to put an email address. You got to put a phone number. <laughs> Your firstborn, um, everything. Dude, yeah, they ID you. Yeah, they ID you. There's a camera right at the fucking gate. So it's crazy to me looking at this going, why is there no fucking uh, proof of of who's coming in now? What if I was a serial killer and I go into a fucking national park and mm-hmm. I stayed in there, I'm just fucking picking people left and right. You know what I mean? You know what's interesting? The wife... I think she might still be alive because I found an article of her like from last year. Right. She was about 90. Mm. Um, she was the former mayor of this city called Arinda. Oh, really? Where, where they were from. Yeah. Wow. At the time. So at the time, she was already like a former mayor. Former probably. mayor at the time. But, yeah. Yeah. So they were, you know, they were kind of known. Makes you wonder, right? Like, right. if there was anything political or anything oh, else. Oh, yes. That... I did not think of that. I didn't know that. And that's, that is definitely a possibility. Yeah. Um, what if it was like a political hit of some sort or somebody? Or I mean, she was just or, the mayor, but like, well, I don't know what he did. I mean, exactly. you, you never know the, of these things. You know you really what I mean? Um, what if he did something, you know, and she didn't like that and she wrote him out? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> that's that's something. There must have, there, there's more than, he looked like a nice guy, all right? Like, he was active. His wife, He had a lovely wife. The wife was... He had a and, good relationship with everybody, but it, it, there's something strange. Oh, yeah, dude. Here. Here's, here's the thing, and this is why I don't think there wasn't any foul play. Milt was so bothered by this, he actually went to three sidekicks uh, to kind of like, hey, can you help me find my friend? Like, what's up? Because yeah. there's no trace. Because there's no trace. Um, this bothered him for the rest of his life. Uh, now, when Milt was asked about Carl, he made this statement. Mm-hmm. There's over 50% chance that something very odd happened to him. I know, that's a weird number, 50%. Like, it's... At the well, 50 I mean, plateau. I mean, like, the fuck? There's, there's, there, I mean, he's right, though. There's only two things. There's only two possibilities. You know what I mean? Either he seriously was injured, he further injured, also besides him being sick, mm-hmm. suffered a serious injury, and something happened. A serious health issue. All of a Hypothermia. He drifted off to a different direction. Dehydration from, from the diarrhea. Dehydration from the diarrhea. Yes, dehydration from the diarrhea. Okay. Uh, he becomes uh, disorientated, uh, yeah. confused. Well, that med... The meds he was taking the meds on top could of that. cause dizziness, lightheadedness. Yeah. It could also cause like drowsiness, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. So now all of these things together with hypothermia or with mm-hmm. you know, whatever else he's having. Here's a, my my conclusion to that would be like I wouldn't want to fucking go anywhere. I would be so fucking out of it. I would like rather sit on the floor and just write out. You know, write it out. You know what I mean? I would I would have been like, nah, fuck this. I'm going back. Um, and so, you but know, I'm like, okay, if he died of, you know, natural causes or the elements, like, where is he? You know what I mean? Like, where, where, where is his he? stuff? Where is yeah, his body? Exactly. Minutes. We have a timeline, right? Like, Pan yeah, was saying. we have a timeline. 30 minutes is all it is. It's not hours. And he's right. older, right? He's, he's not one to, to he's, be. 
spry, mm -hmm. much, right? Like, yeah. So you have a thirty minute window. So just not he couldn't. Like, go how far, far can you get thirty minutes? Yeah. Well, and at the speed he was going, he wasn't moving very fast. I don't know, maybe half a mile, maybe. Um, maybe. So he, he he left early because he was feeling cold, right? So I'm like, was he just trying to like warm up and yeah. like get the blood flowing and and and. And to Grizz uh, Adams um, making a statement um, of the being interviewed with Dick Lightus is that he reiterated what Mel said is that based on the topography and the area where Carl vanished, there was no place for him to disappear. And he felt that generally there was what he said. There's only a few places where he could go. Somewhere between 50-50 and Lake Helen where the fuck did he go? That was that's the distance. I mean, did they look in the lake? Nobody said anything about the lake, right? Nobody said no. Yes, I mean, <laughs> search the lake. Did they search the lake? I mean, that would. But be. I think I think if if he would have gone to the lake, they would have found the body. You know what I mean? Floating or something. He would have been floating at some point. Somebody would have made that discovery. Um, so you know, again, they put out cadaver sniffing dogs. They couldn't track any scent whatsoever again his equipment wasn't found other than the backpack that he had uh with food and water that was left there um so again nothing of carl was ever found and so what people were saying was and what kind of bothered david politis is that generally people were saying that it was like the mound had opened up and swallowed him or like he was never there. And he was, yeah, or he was never there. I mean, you know, um, you kind of look look at, uh, what is it? Uh, there's uh, some history with that mountain, too. Like, there's been history where, like, people, uh, like, the tribes around there thought that aliens, the Lumerians, I think. The Lumerians, yes. Yeah, now. So they lived in the mountains. They lived in the mountains or some shit. Now, that's a, that's a whole deep dive. That's a whole <laughs> other episode, actually. Um, because I looked into it and I was like, found a huge articles on them. Really and there's even, I, there's even books on these guys. And so that could be something interesting that we could talk about next month. I think that yeah. would be pretty cool that we, if we take a dive into that. Um, and so, you know, it was very odd. Now, again, uh, Grizz Adams had said that this was one of two cases that bothered him where they had no evidence and they didn't discover the individual that went missing. And the second case that he so happened to be connected is the case of Rosemary Theresa Kuntz. Now, she oh, yeah. disappeared in August 18, 2000 in Spirit Lake Marble, uh, Mountain Wilderness Area in California. These two cases are in California. Uh, she was 70 years old. Um, mm -hmm. And so, older person. yes. Mm -hmm. Now, she wanted, after a tragedy with her husband, uh, she wanted to take this spiritual um, type of retreat uh, she wanted to reach out to her husband, uh, Charles. And so, you know, she decided to take this backpacking trip with uh, this group called Earth Circle Organization um, in Yerka, California. Now, this was run by the Karuka chief, uh, Elder Charlie Redhawk Thune. Uh, now, this is one of those things that... Um, 
it's a spiritual type of retreat. You know, I don't know if you guys ever have gone to a spiritual retreat. You know, they take you out to the wilderness. Um, they, you know, you do like ceremonial type stuff. You know, you become one with nature type of thing. And so it's, it, 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 it's a religious and spiritual uh, retreat. And she wanted to do this. So she goes along with these guys and they go to a location called Spirit Lake in Marble Mountain. Uh, now this area what they were going uh, to is a on on a mini volcano. It's on the bowl of a mini volcano. That's very interesting. Another volcano. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they went aside this place uh, where the lake drains into Woolly Creek. Very nice area. Um, it tends to be an area uh, that uh, a lot of the Native Americans tend to find it to be a spiritual place, uh, a place of a lot of energy. Um, some could say it's based on the volcano. A lot of places where a volcano tends to be, there tends to be certain type of energies, as we've found with whenever we've done uh, some of the investigations with uh, UFOs. So that's pretty interesting, right? Um, so Rosemary read up on the group, she decided, hey, man, this is something I want to do. There's only 11 people going. This included the cook, Red Hawk, and his son. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Like, they have a yeah. cook. Uh, yeah, I like that. Right? And so, you know, they all head out there. And, you know, after being at the lake, they established a camp. Red Hawk had this ceremonial spirit dance. They did a song. They had dinner. This was uh, August 17th, 2000. The entire group participated in the Call of Spirits. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on August 18th at 9 a.m., Red Hawk informed the group that they were going to go on a day hike. Now, Rosemary wanted to stay behind, so she did. And along with her staying behind, so did the cook and Red Hawk's 12-year-old son. Now, so the group goes and goes on this hike. Now, it's kind of strange that she decides to stay because this is a spiritual retreat. Mm -hmm. You kind of too much hike for her. Huh? Maybe it was too much yeah. hike because it right. was like all oh, day. Yeah. Like they're back at five. You, right? Uh, yeah. She still wanted to do like a little hike. Yeah, she still wanted to do. A, yeah, it's a good point. She still wanted to do a, a hike. Yeah. Uh, maybe but not she's a big hike. Supervised. Right, I don't know if she's ever yeah. been there. Like, did you let her go? She's no, yeah, she's never been there. They well, here's the thing: she was gonna stay on camp. They didn't think she was gonna go and fucking wander off. You know what I mean? That was the that was the thing, and so she stays behind with the cook and Red Hawk's son, uh, Charlotte. Yeah, and did. so she later on ends up asking Charlotte, "Hey, you want to go on a hike with me? On a small little hike?" And he tells her no that he wanted to stay behind with the cook. Mm -hmm. So she has the cook make her a small bag uh, with a, a sandwich, yeah, uh, prepare her a lunch. Now the cook prepared this lunch and she went off on this hike. Uh, she went to the other side of the lake on the outflow of Woolly Creek. Uh, and so, you know, she heads out. And that's it. That's the last time they saw her. The cook and the son were the last people to see and he, her. It's kind of weird, though, that she supposedly was, she asked the son to go with her on the right. hike. Yes, I think, I think that's important to yes. the story. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. You know, because 
if you're suicidal, you're not going to bring somebody with you. Right. It shows exactly. she wasn't necessarily trying to be alone. She right? wasn't trying to be alone. She just didn't want to do the whole day hike. She just right. wanted to get out there and go Exactly, with because that was a theory on people. That she was sad. That right? she was sad because of what happened, whatever. In the car accident. Maybe she wanted to right. do her own spiritual retreat. Maybe she had like a like a thought, you know what, let me try to con you know, contact my husband by myself. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It's kind of difficult to do when you invite somebody. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, True. So I don't know what the fuck. It's kind of like... It's, it's very strange. Kind of, right. Make too much sense. But here's the thing. So the Red Hawk comes back at 5 p.m. around there. And they notice, like, well, where's Rosemary? Uh, she's supposed to be here. And so he deploys, what, like a, a small group of people to go find her. An hour passes, they come back, and they're like, we couldn't find her. We don't know where she's at. That's what they call the search and rescue. Just like that. Just like, an hour, right? An hour. Right. You know, she, so she left, she left for her like little hike about 1 p.m. Right. And so they're not coming back until 5. So, I mean, a good, you know, four hours, four hours. has passed from wherever she was going. Yes. Now, people can walk about a mile for every 30 minutes or so, 25 to 30 minutes. Yeah, like three miles per hour is like a brisk. Right. But the yes. terrain, factoring terrain is like, mm -hmm. you know, that could and slow you down. Through, right. Weather. Here's the thing. It was a good, yeah. It was a, no, yeah, you were right. It, it was like a good, good day. The terrain, though, they said the, the incline by that lake could get really, really steep. Like 70, 70 degrees. degrees. That's right. steep. That is steep. And they were kind of surprised that she went through that area. Like you would need climbing equipment almost because that is very steep. And know how to climb too. Like you couldn't just go there if you, you know, even if you wanted to. Right. You have to have the equipment. To so I, up there. I would think that she would, she wouldn't be able to go that far. Right. Yeah. Because then she would run into or this. You're, you're limited. Like you're not going to start climbing when if you didn't take climbing equipment. Right. So yeah. you would run into this obstacle. Yeah. I think that would stop her from going any further, unless she thought that she could she go through this. it and then maybe tumbled. That's what uh, I thought too. It's like because if it's really that steep and she was like, oh, I can handle it, and it turns out right, she couldn't. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I can think of that that's what you know, essentially could have happened. But again, search and rescue, you know, comes in, deploys their people. Grace Adams, uh, again, on, on, on the head of this search and rescue uh, for Rosemary. Now, they deploy their usual, you know, they're looking for her. Um, I believe a helicopter was involved. Um, they had a good number of people uh, doing the search and rescue. They interviewed uh, the uh, the chief uh, who was there because obviously they uh, they wanted to know um, where she went and if she was by herself. And you know they flew out the helicopter. They patrolled the area. The national guard was out there. Canines to track her scent. Cadaver dogs. Uh, search and rescue on horseback. Uh, and they weren't able to find her scent. An again, another case where they not able to... Uh, and you tend to think that, are these 
canines, these dogs, are they really able to find people? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Now, these dogs are incredibly trained. They're out there just and they're, fun. Right? I mean, <laughs> they're supposedly certified. That makes it strange is that they have a nose that's really sensitive and they don't pick up shit on these right. cases, right? There's no evidence. I'm like, so the dogs are even like, damn, I like, well. They did find like a tough. Make me look bad. Right. They found like a tuft of hair, right? They but did. It was never DNA tested. They never. Why? Right. Why? This Which was is... like not that long ago, which is what, year 2000? Mm -hmm. So not oh, like 1950s or something. Right. Like this isn't. Yeah, exactly. This is not long ago. And so, again, very strange why they didn't do that. Now, she planned, obviously, she planned to come back. She asked uh, the chief's son, what's his name? Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte, yeah. to come with her. So she obviously wasn't trying to kill herself. She had food. So, yeah. you know. I mean, unless she was, and that was kind of like her last, like, you know, if he had said yes, maybe she wouldn't have done it. Like, yeah, okay, I mean. Yeah, Damn. that's hey, anything with that. What, what but that? I mean, they would have found her. I'm thinking if she would have yeah, done exactly. it, the cadaver dogs would have found her. Did they interview the son on why he chose not to go with her? Maybe, I didn't see maybe anything. Maybe he thought it was strange, right? Because I want to know. Maybe he felt like something was up. Like, uh, I wanna, you know. I mean, only like twelve. You know what I mean? Like he's probably, kinda, like, nah, he's I probably like, nah, I don't want to go with you. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> yeah. he just didn't want to do it. I mean, and and. It could be one of those things where, like, he just didn't want to go and decided not to and wanted to stay behind with the cook. Maybe he was hungry, wanted to eat something. Um, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. Um, but even the chief, though, he had his own theory about what happened. He thought that maybe Rosemary somehow got to a location called the Devil's Back Canyon. Yeah. Um, but it was, he never really explained why he thought that Rosemary would have gone over there. Um, and what is that place? You know, uh, like what's a Devil's Back Canyon? I don't know. But why? Why would he suggest that maybe that's where she went, unless he had mentioned to it to her in a conversation? And maybe that influenced her on where to go. That's 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 maybe. the only thing I could think of. Mm -hmm. um, and you is know. that because I'm I just googled it and it looks like it could have like a steep drop or something. Hmm. But so I it's mean, also one of those. Did they look there? Did they? Well, I would I would think the helicopter would have flown around that area to see if. There was but it also looks kind of open. Like, is it, what it looks like is um, kind of like bear. these rock formations, almost oh. like a, the back of a, like a stegosaurus. Stegosaurus oh. that are right Some kind of dinosaur. Yeah. The, so the devil's backbone, right? It right. Has, like jagged it's rocks. Kind of looks like a backbone yeah. sticking out. Hmm. And the, it doesn't look. It doesn't look like uh, a a body or anybody would be hiding so easily. No, it's not like covered in trees it's not super bare but it's not covered in trees you were to like fly over but you would definitely stick out right yeah. uh, exactly you would. so i mean it's just very bizarre um and even again even the coordinator uh grizz thought that it would be that it was just strange overall because again there wasn't a sense 
no blood, no tracks, nothing, no evidence, no clothing, uh, no uh, any. Well, here's the thing. They didn't even find any tracks of any bears or mountain lions. And so, something, you know, right. clothing, you know, a shoe, like, you know, being torn apart by an animal. This, right. The, which is strange. It's just like, what the fuck? It's another strange uh, case. And this completely is the thing. Vanished. It's like completely, like, like Pandora said, completely vanished. What the, like, what? happened like did they that these two people get swallowed by the ground uh fucking ufos aliens bigfoot i mean shit i what are you guys what are your guys theories on these two cases what do you guys think there's no answers right like there's no answers because we have nothing on on either case we have no clues Except um, besides on this one, there is a tuft of hair, which we don't even know if it's hers. Right. And I'm assuming it's gone. Cause, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, I think it's weird that the nature of it, right? And then also, like, kind of like that they're both by a lake and a volcano or like a lake and a mountain. But the mm -hmm. terrain's very similar. Right. No, oh, yeah. The terrain's kind of similar. And of course, it's the people that got separated from the group. Mm -hmm. it, it, so, exactly, the situations are extremely similar. Yeah. So, yes. Somebody was left from the group, and there's no, and they have cadaver dogs, helicopters, all these kinds of equipment, right? Mm -hmm. And they couldn't find anything, not the dogs, nobody. Like nobody saw them. They they disappeared, which mm -hmm. is very uneasy I, because I mean, I tend to think that here's here's a situation as we've talked about with. Uh, a lot of these cases, they, like you guys said, there is similarities. What's that noise? I don't know. You hear it, right? Yeah, I hear the weird cutting out. Is it cutting off? Nah, you guys are good. No? Okay. So, but here's the thing. Two cases, very similar. People separated by the groups, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, terrain, very uh, difficult. Similar situation for their state of uh, health and mental health um the situation where um there is this again for one is a change of of weather uh, the second person uh rosemary the change of terrain uh, the area that they're in both of these areas were considered to be in some kind of way uh connected with tribes in some uh, manner, in some capacity, they're both uh, were considered to be a spiritual kind of area, a place of um, not necessarily worship, but a place of high regard. Mm -hmm. uh, these these places again up on, on a mountain, second location uh, on a volcano again the volcano one high energy, um, you know these areas tend to be generally, again, populated by orbs, UFOs. I mean, not to just drift into that, but I mean, there's connections with that already. Uh, okay. There's a possibility, long shot possibility, that there, these cases may be associated with something like that. Because it sounds like to me, both of these cases are either A, the people were swallowed by the earth, <laughs> Or picked from the ground. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
Sure. Um, yeah, another thing that kind of feels like, and I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but like both, you mentioned like their health, right? The, right. Well, their age is similar. I don't know, you know, too much about their health. Right. The, the first guy, Carl, was not feeling his best, but otherwise was in good health, mm-hmm. right? Just maybe not that day. Right. But I'm like, because the wife had mentioned of him that he wasn't feeling, or that he was acting kind of weird, right? Like maybe something, something was off. Something right? was off, yeah, yeah, yeah. And with her, we know she's getting over like her a death, her husband's death. Yeah. Yes. So I'm like, maybe it's also like their mental state. The mental state. Yeah. And not to say that it's suicide, but like maybe that makes them more vulnerable to something. Vulnerable. Because uh, they're separated and they're like not in the right. None of them state, state of mind. mind. Yeah. Yeah. They could. I mean, both of them seem to be distracted by something. Yes. Uh, something occurring in yes. their life, and so, I mean, I'm not saying that UFOs were directly involved. Well, because there's a whole Native American. Thing there's too, a Native American like, thing. The ancient spirits, and I'm like, okay, be, um, paranormal yeah. too. Be I mean, yeah. I mean, again, these these areas have connection have with like Native Americans. Yeah, and there's a mystery to it, and so. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, it, it could be connected to something like that. Yes, I know. What? Are you eating? Are you eating? Dogs, bro. Uh, yeah. It's... No, no, no. No, I didn't anything here. No, but it, it, to me, dude, I think it's just, um, it's strange, right? You have, they have a lot of people, they brought in a lot of people, right, to um, search for these people, and mm-hmm. they fell off from the face of the earth. They disappeared literally without a trace. Literally yeah. without a trace. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not tongue in cheek. Like there's no evidence of them ever being there. Like, you don't have shit. <laughs> right. You yeah. Don't have anything. There, there's nothing. Not even the scent of them in the camp. So is this so strange that that couldn't be picked up? Why is that? Were were they erased? I just think that there is so much involved in this. We just don't have the capacity. A conspiracy, bro. I think so too. Um, as, some and some conspiracy, as some sort, whether it be paranormal, like par- weird paranormal, or a cover, or, or or alien, even like you aliens just don't know. Too. Oh yeah, I love aliens. And so you know, yeah. hopefully, um, you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, uh, we're gonna have this whole month is missing forward one. Now, uh, please go rate on us on iTunes. Tell us how we're doing. And we'll hit you up on the next episode. Did you hear that? On your end? Are you hearing this weird static? I'm hearing like crazy I heard sounds. A little bit. I heard a weird a weird like a weird <laughs> I think you heard that, right? Oh yeah, I'm hearing it. I, I took off one of my earphones. That. You see that? I don't know, man. All right, well we'll watch yourself with holy water, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll check the woods. I'm gonna leave that in for our listeners to hear that shit. That's just weird. Look, there it goes again. I don't know. Man. It is. I hear. Um, I'll I'll have Hoffman looking too. <laughs> but uh, we'll catch you on the next episode and later, guys. There it goes again. What the fuck is that?